Greetings. My name is Noel Deer. Welcome to today's Daily Devotion. I hope these next few minutes will encourage you as you seek to learn God's Word and abide with Christ. Our focus today is John chapter 1, verses 35 through 51. And today we're going to see how the earliest believers came to know Jesus and how these men became disciples of Christ. There's much ground to cover. Let's jump in. Verse 35, the next day, John, this is John the Baptist, John was standing with two of his disciples. Now, we're going to see a little later in the passage that one of these two disciples is Andrew, and we'll see from context that the other one is John, not John the Baptist, but John, the human author of the Gospel of John. Verse 36, when he, John the Baptist, saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. Now, if you were with us yesterday, you know that uh, John had said this previously, and we learned what this means. It's a very important statement. Look, the Lamb of God. Well, here he says it again to two of his disciples, two of John the Baptist's disciples. Verse 37, the two disciples heard him, John the Baptist, say this, and they followed Jesus. Now, why would John the Baptist encourage his disciples to follow Jesus? Well, because John the Baptist understood his role. He understood that he had come to point people to Jesus. The purpose of his ministry was to announce the beginning of Jesus's ministry. And really, from this point forward, John the Baptist fades from the scene. Uh, The rest of the Gospel of John is all about Jesus. John the Baptist will pop up just one brief time in John chapter 3, but the focus is all about Jesus, and that's the way John wanted it. In fact, this is a real tribute to John the Baptist's ministry and to his preaching, that when he preached, people heard John, but they followed Jesus That's the mark of faithful preaching. Look at verse 38. When Jesus turned and noticed them following him, he asked them, what are you looking for? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? The very fact that these two men, Andrew and John, uh, that they were disciples of John the Baptist tells us that they were convicted of their sin and they desired forgiveness. Now they're seeking connection with Christ. And so they asked the question, where are you staying? That was a request to spend some time with Jesus. Verse 39, come and you'll see, Jesus replied. And so they went and saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John and followed him. So here's where we, how we know that one of those was Andrew and by context, the other one was John. Verse 41, he first found his own brother, Simon. This is talking of Andrew. Andrew first found his own brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. What was the very first thing that Andrew did once he had spent time with Jesus? Well, he he found someone who was very close to him, someone he cared a great deal about, his brother, and he told him, we have found the Messiah. Now, there's an important lesson in that, right? When we spend time with Jesus, when we're convinced that Jesus is the Messiah and we understand what that means, we should be compelled to go and share this good news 
with someone close to us. Verse 42, it says, and he brought Simon to Jesus. Now let's pause right there and then we'll finish the verse. In verse 41, Andrew told Simon about Jesus. In the beginning of verse 42, he now brings Simon to Jesus. He finishes the task. But it goes on in this verse, when Jesus saw him, he said, when Jesus saw Simon, he said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. Now, this can be confusing. Immediately, when Jesus saw Simon, he gave him a new name. Now, Simon was the son of John, a different John. There are a lot of Johns in this story. Simon was the son of John. So he would have been called Simon, son of John, or they would have said Simon bar Jonah. But Jesus said, you'll now be called Cephas. Cephas was the Aramaic word for rock. Jesus said, you will now be Simon Cephas. Now, the Greek word for rock is Petrus, or as we would say in English, Peter. You will be Simon Peter, Simon the Rock. Now, why did Jesus give Simon this new name, the Rock? Well, this is partially prophetic and partially aspirational. You see, over time, uh, this is how it is prophetic. Over time, Jesus was going to mature Simon so that he would be the rock. He would be the one people could depend upon. He would be a foundational leader of the, of the first church. And so it was prophetic. But it was also aspirational. He was saying to Peter, Peter, I'm counting on you to step up. I'm counting on you to be the rock that people can depend upon. Now, I think there's an important lesson there. When people refer to us as Christians, or we refer to ourselves as Christians, the word Christian means little Christ. Uh, That should be prophetic and aspirational. Prophetic in the sense that I know that Jesus is forming his own character in me, and that he who began a good work in in me will carry it on to completion. It is is prophetic. I am becoming a little Christ. At least I'm becoming Christ-like because of the work of Christ in my life. But it's also aspirational. I desire to be, I aspire to be like Christ in character, and that should motivate me. Verse 43, the next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee, and he found Philip and told him, follow me. Now, let's just look back and see how people have come to know Jesus so far. Andrew and John came to know Jesus because John the Baptist preached Jesus. Simon Peter comes to know Jesus because of the invitation of his brother, Andrew. Now, Philip comes to know Jesus because of a direct invitation by Christ. There are many different ways people come to know Jesus. Verse 44, now Philip was from Bethsaida, the hometown of Andrew and Peter. And Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and so did the prophets, Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Now, Philip, just like Andrew, when he when he found Jesus, he immediately went and told someone close to him. In this case, it's Nathanael. 
now the word Nathaniel, the name Nathaniel, uh, may seem, may not seem very familiar to you. Uh, Nathaniel is how he's referenced in the Gospel of John. This same person in the other Gospels is called Bartholomew. Nathaniel was his given name. Bartholomew was his surname. Now, why did Philip call Jesus the son of Joseph? And, and this has bothered some people. Well, uh, he's, um, he's not denying the virgin birth. You've got to understand that Philip and the others had only known Jesus for a day or so. And it's likely that Jesus simply hadn't gotten around to sharing with them the story of the virgin birth. This was so early, they didn't know. This is not in any way a denial of the virgin birth. Verse 46, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathanael asked. Come and see, Philip answered. Uh, so there seemed to be some local prejudice against the city and the people of Nazareth. We're, we're not certain what that means. But I love Philip's response to Nathaniel's pushback. Uh, Nathaniel had some objections, and he pushes back. Uh, and and what, does, um, what does Philip say? Come and see. Come and see. Now, there's good wisdom in that. When someone has pushbacks, objections, come and see. Just just come and learn about Jesus and see what will happen. An interesting thing, these are the same words that Jesus said to Andrew and to John back in verse 39. Come and see. Come and see. Verse 47, then Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, and he said about him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. So Jesus is commending Nathanael for his previous blunt honesty and his criticism. Uh, Jesus doesn't shrink back from questions or criticism. Jesus is a big boy and he can handle it. And he does so here. Verse 48, how do you know me? Nathanael asks, before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you, Jesus said. So Jesus displays this supernatural knowledge of information known only to Nathanael. And this impresses Nathanael as it would anyone. Verse 49, Rabbi, Nathanael replied, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And so immediately, uh, Nathanael responds to Jesus. Verse 50, Jesus responded to him, do you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Now, this reads a lot like a question here in the English, uh, but I, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's really a statement. He says, Nathaniel, you think you've seen something great now. You just wait. And then verse 51, he said, truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Now, Jesus here references an Old Testament event from Genesis 28, uh, the story of Jacob's dream of a ladder connecting heaven and earth. And Jesus is uh, giving them a little preview of his ministry. He's telling them that he is the connection, the ladder, the mediator between heaven and earth. Friends, thanks for watching or listening today. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like and subscribe buttons on your favorite podcasting app. Just search for Pastor Noel's Daily Devotions. I hope you have a great day as you endeavor to abide in Christ.